Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! He's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, January 22nd, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush is going to be joining us any second. Hope you had a great weekend and have hoping a great start to your to your new week. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A busy sports weekend. A lot going on. Lot to talk about. We're going to talk UK. We're going to talk Big Z. That's the story of the weekend. But first, Scoots, how was your weekend? They seem to always go by a little too fast, but hopefully you're doing all right. Yeah, no, this was one of the rare weekends that felt like it was the full length of a normal weekend. Normally, I'm, I'm with you. They normally do go by way too quick. Um, but this week it was, or this weekend it, it was dragged out. I don't know if it was because of all the sports going on or. Just how busy I was. I mean, I was busy, so typically that makes the weekend go fast, which is weird. But no, it was it was a good weekend overall. A lot of sports, a lot of little too much work than I would have anticipated or would have liked. But yeah, all in all, I'm good. Ready to be back for another week. Talk some some cats. It's we got a lot to discuss today for sure. How was your weekend, TJ? We we, we could talk Hoosiers and Cardinals. No, if you'd like no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm What's good. wrong with the Hoosiers and Cardinals? Uh, Hoosiers absolutely stink. Uh, Don Fisher said after their game on Friday, he said he's never said this in his 51 years behind the mic, but he is embarrassed for this team. So when Don Fisher's saying that, yeah, I'm good. I don't really want to discuss Hoosiers. You scored 53 second-half points. Yeah, and got our butts kicked. At Wisconsin, you all have had games at Wisconsin where you haven't scored 53 points at all. That's so. true. 53 in a game, not too shabby. Why was he embarrassed? Just because they lost again? Or no, what was I mean, the, it's just the reason for the embarrassment. It's just a team of clowns. Like CJ Gunn got ejected for elbowing a guy in the face that was clearly on purpose. That comes two games after Xavier Johnson got kicked out for hitting a guy in the groin. Like, what, what are we doing? Just go out there and play basketball. These guys are in their heads so much. And I think that's why he probably said that. Yeah, uh, under understandable, but no clear where. Uh, it was going to be a pretty tough game to win yeah. on the road against a ranked team. Sure. I, I, that 
that happens. You, you lose games every so often on the road in conference play. IU just seems to be doing a lot of that right now. But, yeah, okay, I get some of the frustration. Kentucky had some some technicals and whatnot on on Saturday. So I can relate to your frustration about disciplined basketball. It's just I'm saying that sarcastically. Speaking of disciplined basketball, we can talk U of L too. But uh, <laughs> I say that sarcastically. I don't. I'm not sure UK is in the same boat as IU, and I'm not sure UK or IU are in the same boat as U of L. I don't even know if Indiana and Kentucky are in the same ocean, and Louisville is definitely in some little lake somewhere. While Indiana and Kentucky are still floating out in the ocean, but Kentucky's in the Atlantic Ocean because it's the better ocean, in my opinion. And Indiana's just floating out there somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Then you got Louisville and. I don't know, Lake Cumberland. Well, this we can get into some ocean talk and rank our <laughs> our top four favorite oceans if we if we get around to it uh, on today's show. But I don't think Kenny Payne did anything to embarrass himself, Nick Roush, after the in the post game because that's really I think all that's really left with the U of L Kenny Payne era is just what more silly things are he is he going to say in the post game that's going to get U of L fans riled up to Bolivia. And I don't think he did any of that on Saturday. No. But he did he was he was mucking it up and laughing in the handshake line, which some U fans were upset about that. So there there was something, but just not as much as there has been in previous games. Well, um I I, I hate to correct you, TJ, but sometimes they see say actions speak louder than words. He started Zan Payne and uh, that got them fired up because when they asked why he said it was because of his hustle, his defense. And so he ended up playing a career-high 17 minutes. I don't think he'd ever played more than nine in a game. And um, w- one of the Louisville Twitter accounts just made a compilation of Zan, Zan's defense. And um, a lot of it was just him not getting back on defense at all, like being the last person back. Um, so it was – so Zan Payne got a lot of – got a lot of guff. Over the weekend, was it deserved? I, I hard to say, but um, yeah, they're they're down bad real, over there. They're down real bad. It also TJ, uh, the thing happened where we had the game on, um, and I was like, oh, Louisville keeping this close, and then so I start fixing lunch uh, for the boys, and then I go to check the score, and I'm like, hold up, they're down 15 again. Like, how, what what just happened? Well, they're a bad team. That that's probably just the the first and foremost of how how it happens. They lost lose by twenty five to Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I think, if they're, they're they've got NCAA tournament hopes. So ACC has to get somebody besides Duke and UNC. I, I think Wake Forest is a candidate. They they crushed U of L. I do I do feel bad for the sports radio shows that just have to talk college basketball regarding around that team for another two months. Happy to be talking about the team that that we'll talk to. We had a very different Big Z experience on Saturday than U of L did. Their their Big Z experience not so much fun, uh, not a lot of points, not a lot of hype. People frustrated by it. There was hype around UK's Big Z, but Roush, nobody could have anticipated or expected the game that he had. We can jump right into it right now, but my my goodness, just thinking back to the weekend. I'm very bummed about the Packers. That was heartbreaking. Uh, but even even still, and this is incredibly rare, especially for a Packers playoff loss. Maybe part of it's I didn't have high expectations for Green Bay. Maybe it's just because I know, hey, you know what? Feels like we've got a quarterback. Next year should be a good time. I'm optimistic about the future of Green Bay. That was kind of hanging in the balance for the last 8, 12 months or so. But now I feel solid about the future. But 
I, I woke up Sunday and even today, just like, yeah, I'm bummed about the Packers. Wish I had another week, but UK basketball, that will sustain me, Roush. And that's a rarity for a Green Bay playoff loss. So I think that speaks volumes to this team. And Saturday is going to be a game UK fans will remember forever. Not because it was some big win or it's, uh, what is that, a, a, quali- a Q2 win, quad two win, I think. Maybe even quad three, potentially. So it's not like it's going to really impact the resume a ton, Roush, but that's going to live inside the brains for UK fans for, for decades and decades to come. Yeah, they um... – uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. Did you see the breaking news that it happened about an hour ago? Um, Liam Cohen was up for the Bears' job. They're going to hire Shane Waldron, who was Liam's old boss in L.A., who spent time getting uh, Geno Smith, making him a good football player. So Shane Waldron, going to be the Bears' offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, staying put. I always felt like Waldron was the right guy for that job. Like, it, it just made sense. He's proven. Um, I, even when the Kingsbury stuff came up, Waldron felt like a better hire. But you understood why they were going to interview Kingsbury. So, I digress. I, I, I've been pretty confident for the last, I don't know, four or five days that Cohen wasn't going anywhere. He had he was with recruits this weekend. Um, and now, yeah, here we have it. He's not going to be the, to the Bears. Yeah, I still think another – somewhat mishandled situation by UK in terms of how all this went down. But I think behind the scenes, maybe they, they felt more confident. You're right, Ralph. She was with recruits. He was recruiting people. Offers were going out during when all this stuff was going down. So it, for a moment, things seemed really hectic and frustrating and annoying. But I, I think maybe behind the scenes, they, they felt better or solid about where things stood. Maybe Cohen told Stoops like, I don't think I'm going to get. I don't think I'm getting a job, but I'm. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to look around. I have to. It's in my best interest. And maybe UK was totally okay with that stuff. But yeah. all right, yeah. seems like cats are going to have some a little stability in the offense. That that's not the worst thing in the world after all these years of bringing different guys in and out. So okay, that's good news. Hopefully he just not sniffing around any other jobs that we don't know yes. about. Yeah, um, I know some people think like, oh, well, the Bengals. He's friends with Zach Taylor. If somebody hires their quarter, their offense coordinator, the plan they've had a plan for their quarterback coach to get promoted for a while. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and it probably was one of those instances, TJ, where uh, William told him, "Hey, I need to get, I need to keep my name in those circles. So I'm going to still talk to people this off season, but I don't anticipate any of these jobs working out for me. Nevertheless, it is one less thing to." Uh, to deal with. So that that's good. Uh, but we don't need to spend a lot of time talking football unless you want to talk about the playoff games. The, I, 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 I kind of penciled in talking playoffs here in this first segment. I, I'm, I'm fine talking playoffs. I went, I went two and two in my, in my spread picks, uh, which NFL playoff betting is just really, it's really, hard. really hard. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I did terrible, but could have done better. I really feel like the bucks should have covered if they get that two point conversion. They do. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that would have really helped, but just, uh, yeah. bu- bummed about the Packers felt like they, for a large chunk of that game looked like the better team. Uh, I, I bet if you're a 49ers fan, you're probably thinking like, boy, that, that was our bad game. Whoa. We survived. 
hopefully we don't play that poorly again. And of course the weather was, was bad for both teams, but I, I think it, it benefited Green Bay a little bit with how things kind of shook out. But that was a bummer. I, I felt like they really had a chance. And again, I didn't think they were going to beat the 49ers. I didn't think they were going to beat the Cowboys. If, I, I do wish so badly we had a Packers-Lions NFC Championship game. It would have been electric. Yeah. Would have so been so much fun. In Detroit. <laughs> and admittedly, I would have probably felt best about being able to beat Detroit, but I still would have probably felt like that would be an uphill climb. Um, you just beat them on Thanksgiving in Detroit, so you knew that you could do it, but you'd almost feel like that you – know, could you do it twice? Can you beat a team in their home building two straight times? So I probably wouldn't have been overly optimistic about an NFC championship game, but darn it. I wanted another week at that. that they, they played, they played well, or they at least played well enough to win and then miss field goal, which that's a, that's a bummer. Carlson's missed kicks and so, so, so many games this year. That being said, you have to kick it in that spot and you have to make it in that spot. The Bills can relate to a bummer missed kick, can't they? Last night, they—they they have that, that drive. Every playoff yeah. team missed a. Every team that lost missed a field goal in their game. Which is, is that true? Wow. Stack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at least in the forty nine, like the Packers, they're in a driving rainstorm. Um, which I, I did not know that that was going to be the case. I would have liked to have known that before I wagered on the 49ers to cover that big number. Um, but yeah, every, every team missed the field goal. I just, the thing that I, I, I would be annoyed if I were you TJ is that Brock Purdy was the worst quarterback the entire night, but people just like Jordan love, you can't make that throw, which it's true. You can't make that throw, but that is the most dad on the couch telling the other people like, yeah, you can't throw off your back foot across the middle of the field. Like that, that is the most dead kind of sort of advice that he would say to impress the room because um, the Packers did still have a chance to go down there and win the game. And I, I thought with Jordan Love that they actually had a chance to, to make it happen. But uh, Brock Purdy, man, that was uh, – I, I, I'd be worried that maybe maybe they've been kind of playing with house money there. That was, that was a rough performance from uh, Mr. Purdy. Very, very bad night. I yeah, it is just all the rain. His his receivers had some drops, and I do think the rain played a role in it. But yeah, he that that was again. If you're a 49ers fan, you probably feel like, oh boy, we got away with one there. If 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 he plays that poorly again, we're not going to win. But hopefully, he just doesn't do that again, and they'll get to right, be at home. Right. So uh, that yeah, I, I wish Green Bay would have won. Felt like they had their chances. Bad throw by Jordan Love. You just he didn't. It, the throw was terrible, but he does that stuff all the time. He's a back foot across your yeah, body type yeah. thrower. He's probably a little more Brett Favre to him than he is a little Aaron Rodgers, just to compare him to other quarter Green Bay greats, which is going to happen his entire career, understandably so. But, and so I don't, and he's going to take chances. Really, if he could have thrown across his body in a major way, he had, I don't know if it was the running back or kind of the slot receiver coming across. He had him wide open to the other sideline. It would have been like a, 50-yard throw for just about like a 10-yard completion, if that makes sense. That's how far across his body he was going to have to throw. But instead, he tried to go to the guy who was more middle of the field, and it was, in his mind, the easier throw. But there were three San Francisco dudes kind of converging in on him. Even if you made the perfect throw, it just wasn't a good decision because it was so much traffic in that area. Uh, 
so I, you know, yes, he's going to, he's going to make throws that quarterback coaches are probably saying you're doing all the wrong things on that one, but that's just kind of the way that he is got a little gunslinger to him, but that one, I was just more, that, that was, it was first down. You didn't have to force anything in there. You could have just swallowed it. You could have thrown it away. Uh, either, I get yeah, it. If it's like fourth down and you just have to find the ball has to leave your hand and go past the yard marker, but it didn't have to be on that one. And you had plenty of time as well. So that was uh, that. That was unfortunate. I, and I felt like Josh Allen had the same throw too on second nine, where he went to the end zone. It's like, dude, you got digs wide open underneath. Get the first down because that and that was the way the Bills were playing in that final drive. Uh, I think they got the ball back with six minutes left. They were really trying to milk the clock. And what was another classic playoff game? It's just I just need the Bills and Chiefs to to keep playing awesome playoff games. Um, instead, Josh Allen tries to go to the end zone. He underthrows this guy. If the throw's there, that's a touchdown. They take the lead. And oh, instead, they end up kicking, having to kick a field goal. It's wide right. And Mahomes, it just I, – I, it was one of those things, CJ, where I, I, I took your, your guys' advice, and so I'm doing all the no-sweat single-game parlays. And um, I got one in the Cats game, and – and this one, it, I, I was there. All I needed was the Bills to cover, and that was I, I was I was feeling really good about it. I thought Mahomes is away from home. This is the time to strike. The window is narrow for the Bills. They've got to get them now, and they had their chance right there, and they they missed it. And I was like, when, when are they going to ever do this? And then you you see the CBS camera painting to the Bills fan who's just in tears, trying to use his hat to like hide and cover himself, just. I, I, buddy, just I, I felt I felt so bad for that guy. Just like, but just cry it out. Like whatever you got to do to feel better, because it feels like the Bills just are never going to get over that hump. And I know that that that's relatable to so many sports fans in so many different ways. But like, meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, the Lions are in the NFC Championship. And you know what? You almost kind of feel like that, that probably ticks them off even more because they got to be saying. No, we're, be- we're we've got Josh Allen. We're better than this, and we still can't. This this damn Patrick Mahomes, and I, I I forgot who said it recently, but it's almost kind of like how Tom Brady was when the Patriots were there, and you had all these other teams with good quarterbacks. Were I mean the Colts fans forever just couldn't get over the hump with Indianapolis. That's that's what it's like right now with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. Even when they're bad, they're good, and. All of a sudden, Marquez Valdez-Scanding remembered how to catch a pass, and Stephon Diggs did not. I mean, how the hell does that happen? They just, like, okay, take Kadarius Tony out, and we're all going to remember how to catch passes. I mean, that was the best the Chiefs have looked all year, TJ. And here they are, back in the AFC Championship, just where they always are. Yeah, and for me not wanting Lamar to win a Super Bowl, I don't know if this was the best weekend for that and and who they're going to play in the nfc that's fine i i guess you, you you still have i think in my opinion probably the best two teams in the nfc so you're going to get a, a decent representation it's probably going to be the 49ers my, my guess is the 49ers beat the lions and you got the 49ers in the super bowl that's going to be a tough opponent for the ravens but the ravens got a gift by getting the seven by getting to play the texans uh, yep. which they took care of business. The only blowout of the weekend, which I think a lot of people probably anticipated. They, the the Texans storyline was good, but it's it's the Ravens they kept, and kept it close for a half. 
And, and they did. And then the Ravens pulled away. So that one was somewhat anticipated. The other three games were good, though. I don't know. I thought the Bills would have a better chance to go into Baltimore and win, but maybe that's inaccurate. Maybe the Chiefs do. If the Chiefs can do it in Buffalo, then maybe they can do it in Baltimore. I just have a hard time believing the NFL script writers, Roush, would have the first year of them dating Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Isn't that a little too on the nose, Scoots? Like, don't you think that that's just I, – I don't want Lamar to go to the Super Bowl. I can't be I can't be clear enough about that. I do not want it to happen. It's nothing against Lamar. I just have a bunch of friends that are going to give me a ton of crap if it happens. So I'm trying to avoid it. I just think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl, Scoots, it's just a little too on the nose for me. Isn't the Super Bowl in Vegas too? Yep. Uh, that's just – I mean, if you're in the money-making business, which the NFL is, that would that would produce a ton of money. But I, I worry if the Chiefs can win in Baltimore. So last night we got – I think the coverage with Taylor Swift was a little bit too much because Jason Kelsey was there, and he was shirtless, and he had beers in his hand and made him look like Andre the Giant. Those cans of beer he was holding made him look tiny. I, I wanted to see more of that. That dude was two sheets to the wind. He was very entertaining the couple times they did show him. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's is it three? Well, four. It's four sheets. He was six sheets to the wind. Then, if we're going by quantity, he was six sheets. So, holy but, sheets! <laughs> but no, it was it was fun. I, I do enjoy watching the whole Taylor Swift aspect of those games as well. Seeing her, the way she celebrates. Isaiah Pacheco had that one touchdown, and she just throws her hands up. And she's like Pacheco, and then starts doing like the ten, 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 like to note that it was number 10 that scored. So I just, I've really enjoyed how into the game she is. I would like to continue it going. And I, I think if, if there was one of these teams going to have a chance against the Ravens, I'm probably going to lean towards the team that has had success the last few years, yeah. right? The, the team, team that, that is that keeps doing the, it. Exactly. Yeah. So the bills don't every year, the bills don't <laughs> really know how to do it. Whereas the chiefs do. So I like their odds against the Ravens. That's true, but maybe just means they're due to to not make it. Are people sick of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. Saying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, Roush, I, I, me, I, one more, I, what would you got? I was just gonna say that I can't I can't blame I I would be more annoyed with showing Taylor Swift if it was a home game and you can and you're missing out on fan cutouts, but how many fan cutaways can you do? Like that place was dead silent whenever the Chiefs would score. So, like, they had to – if you're going to show a celebration, you go show, you know, Travis Kelsey pounding a beer and and Taylor Swift up there. The the shirtless uh, – the what is it? Make sports but art guy. That The the shirtless Kelsey one with uh, the other fat guy from the painting, just great, great stuff. Like <laughs> I feel – I feel like we're going to have Marshall Henderson come out and say, this was all a social experiment, and so many of you all failed. Because I feel like Jason Kelsey it was doing that to be like, how many people are going to think this is cool and fun to show on TV, but they get mad when they show Taylor Swift? Because that's just that's turned into the internet talking point is people arguing with each other. You'll get like the one old man take that'll be like, I'm sick of them showing Taylor Swift on my TV. And then you'll have a million people tweeting that person being like, see, woman can't enjoy sporting event without old man being grumpy, which to be fair, there are old men that are being grumpy and they deserve to be ridiculed. But on the flip side, 
have we not understood in life that you're always going to find somebody that like is just grumpy and is going to disagree just for disagreement's sake? Like, yes, there's going to be people out there that are not going to be thrilled seeing Taylor Swift. They're the same people that are freaking out about anything that's different or anything that's new or anything that appears fun to them. So just let them be miserable and move on from it. But it was kind of funny. You did see a lot of people being like, oh, man, I, I love retired Jason Kelsey. I can't get enough of him. But they were some of the same people that are like, stop showing Taylor on the TV. Uh, but, you know, it, it, we've watched football for many, many years, Roush. If there's something going on in the stands, they're going to show it. And yeah. UK fans can relate to that. What's up, Donna Smith? We love yeah. seeing her on TV. It, it was uh, it, This isn't a new phenomenon. No, no, not at all. Which, by the way, I feel like we have pumped the brakes a little bit on Jeff and Stacey. Supposedly they told they they told UK to tell their broadcasting partners like we want the attention to be on Jeff and the team not on us. So they they have yeah. supposedly I don't know you know they didn't I, I I don't I didn't see the text messages or anything but supposedly they've asked to not be shown as much. Yeah, makes so sense. I, I, yeah. I think come March though. Yeah, I think, like, ESPN and CBS are going to be like, yeah, we you know, during the regular season we listen to you, but, like, we may not get to see you at college sports again. We're going to – this storyline is going to be a thing because I guarantee you come March we're going to get more Stacy and, and Jeff. Hey, by the way, one more thing about that Chiefs crowd. Roush, you mentioned not many Chiefs fans in the house. You didn't see them really scattered throughout. But did either of you all notice on that last Bills drive when they went for it on fourth down – they picked it up where the guy goes out of bounds, and then they show two Chiefs fans in the crowd, and they're high-fiving. Me and Gil kind of looked at each other like, what the hell? Why, what are they high-fiving about? Bills just picked up the first down. Either of y'all see that? I thought that was really weird. They were, they were Chiefs fans? Though? Yeah, they were both in Chiefs gear, high-fiving after he picks up the first down. Like, what? Do you all even know football? You know how it works? I did not see that. Maybe they were maybe because it wasn't a touchdown. You know, they were they <laughs> maybe. Shoot. I don't know. You're, you're you're right though. That seems like a weird <laughs> yeah. a weird time to embrace your bud. <laughs> yeah, very very bizarre. Uh, but that was that was an awesome game. Uh, it was a good I, football weekend. I, I, I just my my thing with the Bills, they it felt like this off season. Last year, I don't want to say they kind of wrote it off with the Demar Hamlin stuff, but like they they got emotionally wiped out by that, and you could kind of excuse some of it. This year, it felt like they addressed a lot of their needs this offseason. They couldn't use traditional run game to run the football. They were running it right down their throats with James Cook and Co. I mean, it, it was impressive. They they didn't they had a lot of these outside threats with. Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs provide explosive plays, but they didn't really have a, a short intermediate passing game to get plays underneath. Dalton Kincaid catches three passes on that final drive. He's got the sticks moving. He's turning five-yard passes into nine, 11-yard games, right? It felt like they did all of the stuff to get where they needed to go, to get over the hump. They had home field over Kansas City, and then they still couldn't get it done. Like that, I just, I, I don't know what they're going to do um McDermott was on the hot seat until they rattled that six in a row off um I, I don't know if his future's in question um but it's clear Joe Brady uh pretty good when he's got the right pieces he just sucked at Carolina because he didn't have the right pieces they got to be able to hold on to that guy but it does feel like the the Bills just like they're just they got a battering ram and they still can't get this damn door knocked down and, and get over the hump in the playoffs 
NFL is a tough business. It, 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 you know, how long did the Lions go without even winning a playoff game? It, it, it's tough, and especially at the tippy top when you've got these guys who are talking about thinking about their legacy, knowing that they may not get another chance to be in a situation that they're in. And, and you've got like 53 dudes, really more than that, when you take into consideration the coaching staffs on both sides, that it, it, it is life or death for those 60 minutes when it's NFL playoffs. And you can have the best of the best. Rodgers, one championship. Favre, one yep, championship. Yep. Uh, Dan Marino, zero champion. You, you know, you can have the best of the best. didn't get until his last two years. Yeah, we don't, we don't we don't talk about Bruno John Elway. Um, you you make a good point, TJ. I I will before we get to our break. Um, let's get some leans from Scooter's spread selections. The Chiefs are going to be the first game three and a half point dogs at Baltimore, and the Lions are seven point dogs at San Francisco. What what's our early Scooter spread leans? I would go with the underdogs, Chiefs and Lions. I really think they have a really good shot to play each other in the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the experience of the Chiefs, Lions. I think just as it's, I don't know. It kind of feels like the the NFL script, right? Like that they're gonna be in the Super Bowl because they haven't been there and all these years. And it's, I just, yeah, I would I would go with the underdogs. I'm inclined to take the points initially. My gut instinct as well, Roush. But that that maybe will make me want to fade that gut instinct and, and maybe yeah, take the, the yeah. favorites in both games. And, and I, I'm also a fan of water finds its levels with good games versus bad games. We had a bad wild card weekend. We had a good divisional weekend. Do we have a bad conference championship weekend to make for a good Super Bowl? I don't know. This is the tricky one. If we have a good conference championship weekend, then I'm not going to, I'm going to think it's going to be a poopy Super Bowl. If we have a bad conference championship weekend, I bet we have an electric Super Bowl. So I don't know. This one's up in the air. But I was with Scoots initially, but we've got, we've got all week to think about it. We got six days to, oh, yeah. to let it stew. I did the thing where as soon as the game ended, I looked at futures and uh, I, you could get the Chiefs at plus 310 to win the Super Bowl. Or Mahomes plus three seventy to win MVP. I was like, well, that's basically just betting on the Chiefs to win it. So I'll I'll go ahead and and take that with my 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 little bonus bet that I lost on my parlay and uh, let it ride because um, I was I was trying to I was trying to get ahead of it and trying to beat Mahomes in the playoffs and that's just stupid. Like I'm better off just always betting Mahomes and like come on, you idiot. Like why? Why, why try to be the one who gets it right first? Just just ride Mahomes. When in doubt, he's going to cover the spread and win. Never a bad strategy. Speaking of uh, switching sports, a fun little bet I made this morning, just kind of tinkering around looking at how I did on the weekend. Um, I took – I teased North Carolina tonight down to three points. Three, They're like eight-point favorites or something against Wake Forest. I teased them down. They're at home to three. They'll win by three or more. I, I'm not too worried about that. And then Kansas, coming off a terrible loss to West Virginia. We'll get into college basketball here in this next segment. They're at home against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a dangerous little team. I took Kansas, given four and a half first half. I think they'll come out angry, right? They'll come out mad. They're back at home. I think they'll have a five-point lead at halftime or more than that. That's going to be the tricky one, though. Kansas by four and a half at halftime. And then I took Kansas just leading at half and winning the game. And that's a little same game parlay to make it one minus one twenty five. You put all those three together, 
plus 153 for all things that I think are going to happen. So basically, Kansas given four and a half, I got to plus 153 by just throwing those two things in there. I know it sounds a little confusing, but if you do it, I think it's going to be a moneymaker. Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the game. Uh, Big as Z, it goes out there and just absolutely puts on a show. We can't wait to talk about it. We'll get to the morning grab and go textures as well on the Thornton's text line. This is Roll Call on the Big X. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Chilly outside, but I think it's supposed to get warmer this week, right? Under Yeah, I think tomorrow we're going to hit the 40s. Ooh, so. 50s. 50s? I think we're going to hit 50s all week, but go ahead and start building your arc because it's going to rain all freaking week. Gosh. Uh, all week. Starting tonight. It looks like it. Starting tonight, rain until Friday. I'll tell you, I'll take a little rain, though, Same. although it looks like more than just a little rain, if it gets us out of, like, the highs being 20. That, that this, has been, this has been brutal, Roush. We're just kind of lowering our head. We're blue-collar folks, so we're getting through it one way or another. But it has been a brutal start to winter, which is scary because usually February is the worst winter month we, we get. February is the, like, winter's last punch. And then – Boom, March, things start getting a lot better. And then come April, we're all we're all happy. Everybody's loving the weather come April. Uh, but normally yeah. it's like January where you can kind of sneak in some mild. Then February gets rough. And then boom, March, we're in the clear. So I wonder what February has in store for us. Because January's been tough. Just the cold, cold rain. Uh, at least the snow. I was able to get the boys out in it some Friday afternoon. Had uh, even went sledding with Duke for a little bit, you know, before it, it, it's, it's quick affair, but, uh, certainly a lot of fun. So, uh, unfortunately we're not going to get that. Uh, but it was a nice, good long weekend. My white chili turned out great. I made that for the, the cats game on Saturday. We watched a little to sales hoops, uh, Cove cat, uh, very good at basketball. Uh, I watched high school teams combined for 166 points. I mean, it was high, high level basketball, um, a lot of points, um, in four quarters, but Kentucky, they scored a lot of points too. Shot 62% against Georgia. Um, I mean, that was, I had 96 points um, with eight minutes to go. Um, it was, it was quite, uh, uh, quite a night. Yeah. 62% from the field, 56% from three. It just felt like they could do no wrong. And their overall general performance, you know, you, you Reeves, another 20 point game. DJ Wagner gets a double-double. He's looking like he's playing well. It all got overshadowed by the the special, special game from Big Z where, DJ, it's so funny if you're a podcast listener and you're catching up and you hear us talking about Big Z on Friday. What a hilarious 24 hours where we're sitting here talking about how I just don't think he's going to play and it was all stupid and it's annoying and frustrating. I don't know what they're going to be able to do about it. 
So, oh crap, he's playing. And I, I was, I talked to my dad. I was like, man, wouldn't it be hilarious if he was just awesome? Like, the, like he just went out and just balled out. And that's what he did. He blocks a shot. He does a behind the court back pass in transition for an over three. And then he hits a bunch of threes in a row. It was, it was stupid. It was, it was the dumbest, most surreal. I was doing the Jeff Picoro giggle the entire time. Hell, even Goose is doing that giggle now because that's all you can do. Like, that was just uh, unreal, a surreal, surreal night in Rupp Arena. And uh, I'm jealous of all the folks who got to be there to witness it all firsthand. Speaking of unreal, all the options of Thornton's inside their store, that's unreal. Download that Refresh and Rewards app today, and you can be a part of the club. Save money at the pump each and every time. We love Thornton's. We do as well. It was unreal, Roush. The, the whole the whole game was just like, oh, boy, this was awesome. It can't get any better than this. And you turn around. There's these videos of people when they'll like talk to their dog, and they'll say all the buzzwords. It'll be like, hey – would you like to go on a walk? And the dog's like head will start like to turn and be like, did you say that word? And then after the walk, we can get a treat. And then the dog will be like, what the hell's going on here? And they'll start like tippy tapping. And then it'll be like, after that, we'll go to the park. And then the dog just like bounces off the wall. It's like, you're torturing me with excitement. I feel like that was the big Z game. It was like, <laughs> Hey guys, he's going to have a pretty cool block. And it was like, Hey, cool. We want to see, like, we thought he'd be able to block shots. That's pretty awesome. And then it's like, then he's just going to have this behind-the-back pass that you're not going to believe. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. And then he's going to hit back-to-back threes. And the place, he's going to hit a ton of threes. And the place is just going to go absolutely insane. And then that's the point where that we're really doing the tippy-tap and jumping off the walls. That's what it felt like. People are going to remember where they were when they saw Big Z hit that hit the last of the barrage of threes. was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's going in again. Such a fun shot, too, just like the catch and release, the big guy shot. It looked like a little Dirk to a certain degree. Just when you're that big, it's always fun. He gets a technical roush, which is hilarious. It's oh. like they, they just gave – I don't know. It just reminded me of like a house party where it's like you you don't really trust the people. And then sure enough, the next thing you know, you see Big Z and he's like doing chin-ups on the rim. Just loving <laughs> life. Trey Mitchell's like, what the hell is he doing? He doesn't know what he's doing here. You he can't help him. He's a foreigner. You just got to let him do his thing. Oh, man. It was he, a wild game. Said, it was a was wild like, game. I forgot. I forgot that was a rule. He's like, I'm still getting used to this. My bad, coach. Sorry. <laughs> It just seemed like a wild house party at Rupp Arena oh, on Saturday, man. and I loved a, every second of it. Well, he got maybe a not flagrant two for elbowing somebody in the face, and I don't think it was intentional. Like I just think the guy's face was there because he's seven foot two, and the guy was six foot five. It's just sorry, didn't know your face was there. That, that's the guy that's elbowing the the drywall, right? Like or backing into it, and be like, "Oops, hold uh, the wall." Yeah, don't realize how big I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a good comparison there. Yeah, I think he said after the game that the like the guy I was just doing what he had been doing to me, and I didn't, you know, I didn't I, I didn't think it was going to be a technical or anything like that. A lot of people, myself included, were worried that he may get thrown out after the dunk. But it was like, all right, that's not two technicals. It's a flagrant in the technical. He, 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 he can stay. But the big Z is the big storyline, obviously and rightfully so. That was electric. 
we have to totally change talking points and narratives that we were saying we want him eligible. It's the right thing to do. We we just we hate it for the kid. He came all the way across the world to to be here, and we need to make sure that he can play. But he's not going to change the big picture of this team. If you don't think UK is a national championship team without him, you can't think that he's going to be. They're going to be one with him. Roush, all that's wrong. Like it just it just is. And people may say, well, you need to let to have one more more than one game to see if he can do that against Georgia. Even in that short burst, the dude is seven foot two, and that spin move dunk that he didn't convert on oh, may have been his man. most impressive play. Like the guy's got some twitch in his game, and he can obviously shoot the ball, and he can demand attention out on the perimeter. Which, if he does that, that opens up everything for the guards on the inside. And then at a minimum, he went out there and showed that he's a shot blocking presence in in very limited action, and he showed that he may be a, liable to just cram on anybody. So. Those talking points, which I hand up, I was one leading the charge on it. I don't think I was alone, but I definitely was. Oh, the one that I was I, with you. Like I, I was the one saying it. Like good. I, he does. He can change the big picture. This is again. I think UK's biggest weakness is the five position. Well, here's a here's more insurance at that position. Is it going to be Ugo? Yeah. Is it going to be Bradshaw? Is it going to be Big Z? I don't know, Roush. But we got options. Exactly. Um, Matt Norlander from CBS Sports had it, it's it's really an outstanding column on the game and I and it, it's just nice to hear it from somebody that isn't you know just one of us um, because what he said was true is they they were one of the most entertaining teams in college basketball before adding Big Z and now they're they're definitely one of the most dangerous because this is on tape right like this isn't just like some theoretical threat out there no like this is when he's in the game the defense can't ignore what he's doing and it's not just what he can do in the inside it's not just what he can do defensively because what he can do defensively is a lot i mean he had two steals and two blocks in 16 minutes <laughs> that, that that alone is great but the passing and transition the ability to knock down threes because who's to say the next time that they close out on him hard and try to run him off the three-point line. There's not going to be some dude just diving down to the basket. He hits him for an easy bounce pass and a quick layup, right? Like, there's there's so much possibility here. And the biggest, the biggest piece of this all, TJ, is just not having to completely rely on you go if it's a game where just Bradshaw's a no-show. Because I, I don't want to – I'm a little worried about that um, just from – the physicality of some of these teams, uh, because it's it's about 50-50 at this point, more so no-show no than actually being a badass in those situations uh, the last six games or so. Um, but then you don't have to just completely rely on Uganda and Yenso to do all of the minutes, and that, that's asking him a lot. But if you got Z for 15 minutes, if you got Yugo for 15 minutes, and then Bradshaw gives you the other 10 or something like that, that's that's complete. That's a very complete kind of game from the front court. Um, and you know what? The other part of it is, too, um, Scoots, uh, real quick, is just Bradshaw might not have to be the big bully on the inside if you've got Big Z down in there, right? He can handle some of that physicality, and you can allow Bradshaw to play more of the four where he's probably more comfortable. Were you all surprised with how much the bigs were out there together, whether it was Bradshaw and Big Z or Z and, and Onyenzo? 
I mean, I, it seemed like Cal played a lot of the bigs together, the Twin Towers, if you will, a lot in that game. Did that surprise that's you at gonna all? Be a, that's going to be a big talking point, Scoots. People are going to be scared by that. People are going to say, I hope he doesn't play these bigs together a lot. Uh, and and uh, is it UK's best lineup? It's a, it's a fair conversation to have. It's a, such a small sample size. We really don't know if it works or doesn't work. But as long as you have Bradshaw or Zadamir, both of those guys can stretch the floor in a Trey Mitchell-like capacity. Are they Trey Mitchell? No. But you can at least get away. Like You're not going to have two bigs on the block clogging down the lane. One of those two guys can pop if you have one of them with Uganda in there. So I wasn't surprised to see it. The big question is going to be, do we see a lot more of it, Roush? I think so. Until a dude comes back, you're right. Until yeah. Duke comes yeah. back, absolutely. We got to yeah. give Trey Mitchell a break, Scoots. We've talked about that last week that we can't have him playing 84 out of 85 minutes again. We got to give him some breathers when we can. Well, until a Duke comes back, that's what a breather is going to look like. Seems like and he's close, though. They said he's practicing. Well, working Final out. Positive update in yeah. that direction. You're right, Scoots. Right. I was going to bring that up, but they said that he's getting back in the process of. Working out, I think, is what they said. I don't know if he flat out said he's practicing. I could be wrong about that. But I think he said he's starting to work out, run again, do that stuff. He's very active on the bench, which, again, being able to, like, jump up and down on the bench one time is different than playing 20 minutes of D1 high-level college basketball. We need to be clear about that. Just because he's jumping up and down on the bench doesn't mean that, like, see, he is healthy. Look, he can do that. It's a little apples and oranges there. But at least we have some positive news in that direction. And until he is back, you know, if it's a close game, you're probably going to see Trey Mitchell in. But if you need to give him a break, we've got more insurance, Roush. It's good news having these options. Yeah, and Trey went and scored, what, 23 points? Team out 23. Um, he was looking sharp. Cal said after the game, too, that he's told Trey and DJ, like, if you guys need to practice off, take it off. <laughs> you know, you're – you're, you're coming back. I, people forget about DJ Wagner's ankle sprain, and Cal thinks that some of his struggles there for a little bit were not just just not being completely healthy, not being as explosive. Um, but having DJ, I, it, he's that that switch is is really just turning on for him. He looks so comfortable with the ball in his hands, and I just I'm glad that it. There's a, there's a lot of ups and downs with who's going to show up. Is it going to be Rob? Is it a game? Is it going to be a Reed game? Um, when there's a Reeves and DJ have been just steady eddies throughout. Uh, DJ's averaging 13 and a half points over the last six games, and Reeves is averaging 21 and a half. I mean, those guys are bringing it right now, and it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome to see. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm just I, – I love what we're getting from Kentucky. And, TJ, the thing that I'm most happy about is that we had – we're getting ready to go to a break, and we, none of us brought up the final eight minutes. I'm sure the Thorns text line probably will. But um, I, they're human. Like, oh, they took the air out of the ball the final eight minutes. So what? I don't care. Uh, I did not have I, – I feel like you you could only be mad if you had the cats and the points. Um, well, you – yeah, Scoots, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like we need to remake one of Jack Harlow's songs because you've said it twice now, TJ, and every time you say it, I think about this line. We got options. Brand new big just hopped in. There you go. All right. Rapid Scoots. Come on. Uh, 
I, that's the best way. To, Scooter that's the best way to end hour one possible. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not going to talk anymore. That's it. We'll be right back. Way to go, Scoots. <laughs> Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1. 50 a.m. Big week for UK, two road games for the basketball team. We'll preview those, including UK's game at South Carolina tomorrow. We're still recapping the big sports weekend, Super Sports Saturday, including UK's win over Georgia. Cats made it look easy for a long time and then took their foot off the gas and things got a little bit more hairy there in the in in the final few minutes than it should have been. We'll continue to talk about it. We do want to hit up our morning grab-and-go textures on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Plumley Bro 2 says, I genuinely believe Welch, John Welch, should be a candidate for National Coach of the Year for what he's done with this group. So there's, there's a portion of the Cal haters, Roush, that have a take like this that um, – Cal doesn't deserve credit. It's all Welch behind the the scenes running the offense. And you know what, Plumley Bro, too, you're you're entitled to your opinion, buddy. It's a weird take to have after that game. Yeah, he's just not a Cal fan. I don't even know if he's really a UK fan. I, th- I think he just likes to troll. Uh, it, it'd be like, man, thank goodness UK has Tyler Eulis, so these guards are are playing good basketball. No, you, you know, we're happy to have Tyler Eulis. All the same, we're happy to have Welch and. Maybe maybe they have made some changes that have really helped. If so, good on Calipari bringing those people in and, and allowing those changes to occur. Another right. texture on the Thornton's text line says, I've watched that big Z behind the back pass 100 times, and Jordan Love will win a Super Bowl in Green Bay and then maybe with the Jets. Good point. <laughs> the 20, like what, 2040 is when he's going to play for the Jets, so – uh, New York Jet fans, just be ready for the Jordan Love era in a, in a decade plus, potentially. But that behind-the-back pass was awesome. I love the audio. I know Stephen Peek tweeted some out there. But the oh, man. reaction after the pass was it's – a, it's a classic Rupp Arena audio moment. The, the fans just, oh! And then there's this very eerie silence of like, Oh, and it's, it builds into anticipation. Once Reeves catches, people realize he's wide open. That beautiful silence in between, and then the roof blows off once the three goes down, and rightfully so. That was an awesome, awesome play. And, yeah, who is it? Daniel Hagar, who does the YouTube videos, right? Yeah. Where he's like, the best one single play from every win over Georgia since 1990. I love I love his videos. He's amazing at what he does. YouTube Dan, baby. 
you're going to get that one. That's going to be the play from this year for the Georgia game, the behind-the-back pass. I mean, there's a lot of options. You could do any of Big Z's threes where the where the place just goes absolutely bonkers. But that behind-the-back pass, I think that kind of started it all. Fun, fun game on Saturday. And I'm with you, Roush. This team, if they take their foot off the gas, anybody can score on them, and they can do it quickly, and they can do it with ease. This team has to stay locked in and focused. Otherwise, those final five minutes, that's a reality not just against Georgia but against anybody. And we've seen this team have some issues closing out games in close games and at times in blowout games. So it's a learning experience for sure. But if that's your big takeaway from Saturday, you're, I think your mind's in the wrong place. I think you're being intentionally pessimistic because it was obvious what happened there. They, they were cruising. They thought that they had won easy yeah. peasy. And then Georgia didn't quit. And, and uh, Kentucky needs to be cautious of that moving forward. But the bigger storyline is just how dominant this offense is. I think it's historically good and, Folks need to enjoy it while you still get the chance because people are going to think – I mean, it's not going to be like this again. Cal's going to put together great rosters, hopefully. Hopefully he does it for years to come. If not, you get somebody else new in here, the expectation is going to be for them to put together good rosters as well. Roush, this collection of talent, especially on the offensive end, I mean, speaking from the offensive end, it it is one in a million. You're, it's just – it's not going to be like this again. And if it is, then we're very, very lucky. But – this is a special group. It's any guy on the court at any given time, boom, can score. And Uganda may be one of the few guys who just can't score from anywhere on the court, but he's turning into a nice post option. When he mm -hmm. gets the ball, if he's got somebody smaller on him in the paint, he feels comfortable with that turnaround. And it's obviously something he's practiced and worked on a ton. So even he gives you some scoring options. It may just not be on the perimeter. But anybody else at any given time, they can hit from three, or they can hit some anywhere from inside for two as well. It's a special group, and you know it's a special group when after each game somebody's scoring twenty points, and you're like, "What? What? They had twenty points? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's crazy." <laughs> I think Trey Mitchell was probably the candidate, like you mentioned, in hour number one on Saturday. But again, another, like Antonio Reeves was above his average, and he's got an insane average of nineteen points. He was still above his average. It's 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 a special group. It's a fun group, and the two people I just mentioned aren't any of the star freshmen Roush who are going to be drafted in the, in the first round. Well, we have to tip our cap to Antonio Reeves too, because what is that behind the back pass? If he doesn't knock down the three, right? Oh, I mean, it would just be, it would have just been a cool moment, but it made it over the top cool because he was able to knock down the shot. Goose on the radio call being like, you got to hit it. You got to hit it. You got to hit it. Like he, he, he knew what was at stake. Um, and you're exactly right. Scoots. He delivered, um, an all-time crowd pop at Rupp Arena. Um, you mentioned the peak video, like just the the noise there. I that that's that's just an, an all-time moment. Um, an all-time moment. That that's what happened on Saturday, and that's why uh, to go back to like the late game stuff. Like, I mean, I just these guys are human. They they had ninety six points. They they could do whatever they wanted, and. Uh, you know you can't you can't kneel it out, right? Like you can't just kind of run run the clock out. Uh, this isn't football. We're not just going to run the damn ball and get out of there with a win. But that's Cal clearly was like, all right, let's just we don't need to try to score 130 here. Let's just get out of here with a win. So I I'm I'm not gonna. Split. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, again, I don't think it's nothing. Like 
you, you can't do that. And if it costs you a game, people are going to lose their minds, and understandably so. It would be a real bummer of a way to, to make a game more interesting than it had to be. But it, it, it can be a learning experience. I think it will be. Like, y'all can't – if you – if you're not focused, this team so can be so bad defensively that a team doesn't have any other choice but to come back in the game because you're just giving up layups and layups. A lot of those were free throws to Georgia. The amount of free throws they shot is wild to have that happen to a team in Rupp Arena, um, but it is what it is. A texter on the Thornton's text line, a morning grab-and-go texter, says, nah, Louisville's in a ditch water on the bad side of town. They're, they're in a rough spot. There's no doubt about that. Another texture says, more Big Z, less Taylor talk, please. Oh, we can, we can oblige to that. Yeah. And the pause between the behind-the-back pass and the Reeve 3 is absolutely electric. That's from Kirby. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm – yeah, the, it's, a, it's a beautiful Rupp Arena moment. That whole game, a win over Georgia, that Georgia team may make the tournament, probably won't, but will likely be on the bubble there. They had won 11 of 12, though, and Kentucky just did kind of whatever to them. And I think – and, you know, they, they had a 17-point comeback against Florida State. They've – they're a team that they're, – they're a run team. They gave up a big run against Tennessee. That cost them a win against them. They should have beaten Tennessee for what it was worth. Uh, but they had a big run up the road at Florida State, would allow them to come back from 17 down to win that game in the ACC-SEC Challenge. I compared them on the postgame show to – a not as financially fortunate Kentucky team. They're a poor man's Kentucky team, Roush. They have they have people across the, the board that can shoot threes as well. They shoot a ton of threes. I was shocked to learn only one guy hit threes on Georgia. Uh that's pretty crazy. That dude hit uh, seven threes. I think I mean at least that's what the box score said. Uh, yeah, it really, Durham, 34 points, seven threes. It did not seem like that in the game. It seemed like more uh, other a variety of people were hitting threes. But when I saw that box score, I was like, oh, that's surprising to me. Uh, but it, it seemed to just be one dog that was doing it against the Caps. But they're a team that's going to shoot a bunch of threes. Kentucky maybe got a little fortunate that they only hit seven, and it was one guy who was doing the hitting there. But they're a team that normally has multiple people across the, the floor that can knock down shots. They don't rely on one person. It's not just – Go if this person's not scoring, they're going to be in big trouble. They're not overly reliant on the five position, and Kentucky did a good job with Tichua, Techua, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, he didn't have a big game whatsoever, but it, it was a good game until it wasn't. But I'm with you, Roush. I'm not worried about what happened there at the end. I, I'm more impressed that how, how much time was left when they had 98 points, 96 points? There was like eight uh, minutes eight, left, right? Eight, eight minutes left, yeah. 7.55, Kentucky had 96 points. So and they could have gone the last eight minutes without scoring, and it would have been an overtime game. And if you want like a serious takeaway, it's it, it's that, all right, well, get this group to learn how to close out games, Cal. Keep the foot on the grass. I, I think Cal has not, in his mind. I don't, I don't think he wanted to keep the foot on the gas, though. No, he doesn't. Think, no, he yeah. does. You're right. I agree with you. I, I This yeah. is a Cal thing, I think. But, like, Cal, you know what? It's okay to put up 120 points or 130 points. If you hurt Mike White's feelings, the world's going to keep spinning the next day. I, you, you know, I, I do think there's a thing with Cal. It's like you're not going to be able to help yourself with this team unless you do what you do Saturday where you just totally tell them to play a different style of basketball. Don't have that happen. Don't do it. You, and you don't want to create maybe a funk where there shouldn't be one. Let them keep rolling, rocking and rolling. And, you know, if somebody gets hurt late, that's going to be unfortunate. But I, I I think Cal was the conductor in slowing things down, Roush. 
And hopefully maybe he'll learn a lesson that we just aren't going to do that with this group. Because if you tell them to stop playing defense, they, they listen. Uh, I don't think he, and I don't think anybody's telling them to stop playing defense, but if you tell them to kind of take it easy, they're, they're a team that's going to follow suit in that. Uh, you need to keep their, the pedal to the metal. And you know what? Oh, yeah. If you put up 120 points, big whoop. We'd love to see it. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to get towards that 120 just because there was so much time left. It's like, well, they've got to they've got to keep shooting. But he ended up changing up the lineups quite a bit, took a lot of those guys out. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It, is it was it fun. Is. It's a fun team to watch. Uh, again, I, I don't think they're going to win out. I think there's some I, – I was looking at the schedule. It's, it's pretty interesting. This is a big week for them. Two road games that they should win – but this team's played everybody close on the road except for the U of L game, which wasn't a real road game. But that Florida game could have gone either way. The AM game could have gone either way. So you'd probably expect at least one, if not both, of the USC Arkansas games this week, at least one of them to come down I would, to the water. I would put it on South Carolina. I think Kentucky's going to just beat the doors off Arkansas. And I know they'll be up for that game, but I, th- I think Kentucky's just going to be like, that, that's a game that they're going to be up for. And they're going to come out guns blazing because uh, Arkansas, man, they suck. They're so bad. I hope Louisville hires Musselman because, dude, he'll he'll be good for like a year or two and then just flame out. So, uh, sure, go ahead, hire him. I, I, Mus at U of L, it'd be a shot in the arm, and he'd do a great job constructing a, a roster in year one that it'd be would be easy to hate. Would, yeah, would look good on paper. He'd be easy to hate for sure. He'd get them all riled up and and whatnot. It would be a good shot in the arm, but yeah, long term, I wouldn't be scared. And, and that and that goes with when Calipari's still here, and then when Calipari leaves, like who UK should be bringing in somebody than better than Musselman, in, in my opinion. If that's he's not an X's and O's guy, he's a let's just get the best athletes and out athletes you. But it, it's really interesting the the candidates that U of L fans had circled, all of them are underwhelming. Like Jerome Tang's not having a great year. Of course, uh, he would probably blame his administration for partially being why the, they're not having as great as a year. Mick Cronin is just like oh comically bad. Ooh. And then there's a the course- conspiracy theory that so Mick Cronin has this crazy buyout where even like his normally you don't have um, like this is a swinging door buyout where normally you're paid more to get fired, but it's less if the, you want somebody else to hire you. Well, so it's four million bucks, I think, either way or something like. It's a really weird buyout. So there's a theory that he is purposefully tanking so that he gets fired and Louisville doesn't have to pay his buyout. I'm thinking. I I can subscribe to that. I'm sticking with the theory that all these guys are sucking because they don't want the Louisville job. Like, hey, if we just if we just lose, Louisville won't want us because we don't want to go to that dumpster fire. That's my mindset. Or they could just. It's just not they can just tell them no. That that's Yeah, but if like, yeah, but if they just lose, let the court let their play on the court do the talk and Louisville won't even come calling. It's a great strategy. It's not a bad point. No, not not a bad point at all. Um but uh I looking ahead of the schedule though, TJ. How freaking awesome. How that need need the cats to, to go unscathed because uh that Kentucky Tennessee game is gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, Kentucky, what about you're bypassing the Kentucky Auburn game? Well, I guess the road game. I, I'm I'm so road oriented with this UK team because I just can't imagine them losing at home. Well, you know, that's they lost I mean, the UT it's going to be a- at home. But I, I was looking at the schedule and I was like, 
you probably should only lose one road. You should probably only lose one game in February. You should probably only, I mean, I'm that's the Auburn game. I'm not saying you should lose that game, but I'm just, I'm circling what could be a loss. They should take care of business for the most part in February. That road game at Auburn, which ticket prices are nuts for that one. I think just to get in is like $1,300, which is wild to think about for a UK Auburn basketball game. And then you play at Tennessee in March, which that's going to be a tough one. But you are right. You get Tennessee coming to Rupp, which, oh boy, that's going to be a, that's going to be a battle. Yeah. Should be a lot of points. Well, it's February. They're Tennessee's coming to Rupp. I said that. Okay. I thought you said March. My bad. No, UK goes to Tennessee in March. In okay, okay, okay. I got my wires crossed there. They but, they come uh, to they come to Rupp first in February, and then they'll have yeah. the return game. But UK only gets Auburn. UK only gets Auburn once. It is a guarantee that if there's a good team in the SEC, that UK is going to play them on the road and maybe not get a return game. I think it was Arkansas last year. Yep. It's Auburn sure. this year. It's, it's been, you know, it's been A and M years past and and, and whatnot. Uh, it seems like that's always the case. Tennessee, though, I, I mentioned that just because Dalton connects on a freaking heater right now. I think he had he had another twenty seven point game, and almost twenty of them were in the first quarter, and they blew out Bama to Bolivia. But hey, our over got home though. Shout out to the Vols for getting that done. Very weird to see Tennessee score points, and it's almost exclusively because Dalton Connect is just a flamethrower and really opening things up for him. So uh, that, that one, that one's going to be a, a doozy. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a big college game day, that, that whole or, ordeal, which uh, I guess next week, Kentucky at Arkansas going to be a college game day game. Even though Arkansas kind of stinks. That's the college game day game. Yeah. Which means they had this plan preseason and they're just like, ah, we'll just keep doing it because people will show up to Bud Walton, but yeah. Yeah, and so you you said you're more worried about the USC. USC's better. They're they're a they're a better team than Arkansas is. The the thing that worries me a little bit about the Arkansas game now knowing that it's game day, which was news to me up until about 30 seconds ago. I, I would that's like could be their season saver. If you don't win that one, it's over. Like it's over, over, and they'll know that, and the fans will know that. It, it reminds me a little bit of like 2013 when UK hosted Missouri, and it was like, all right, you don't have Nerlens. The season seems like it's probably heading in the wrong direction. But if you're going to do anything, you got to beat this Missouri team at home. UK did that night. It ended up obviously not mattering, as we all know how that story unfolded. I think Arkansas will have a little of that to them. But that being said, this UK team is not 2013 Missouri. This UK team should be able to take another team's best punch, especially a team that is so far inferior in talent like Arkansas, and be able to win. And a lot of those same logic applies with the game tomorrow against South Carolina. UK has a lot more talent than South Carolina. Michi Johnson's awesome. He's going to score a ton of points against UK. The Cats won't have a guy that you can just go stick on him and say, hey, slow him down a little bit. He's going to go get his. But across the board, everywhere else, Roush, UK's better. And then that game in Columbia, probably in terms of SEC games outside of Vandy, more UK fans travel to Columbia, South Carolina, than probably any other one out there. So it's going to be a bunch of blue there tomorrow night, and hopefully hopefully the Cats get two road wins because these, these are big games for your SEC standing sake. Yeah, no, it's it certainly – South Carolina kind of reminds me of Georgia, this, this Georgia team that Kentucky just played, except Kentucky's got to go on the road to do it. 
So, uh, but we can spend a lot more time talking about that game tomorrow. Um, let's let's read a few more texts on the Thornton's text line five zero two. Yeah, four one four fourteen fifty. It's funny because there's a lot of Big Z texts that um, <laughs> it just they feel so irrelevant now. Like UCLA had an international player being sued for his team for breach of contract, and he got cleared in November. The Z thing is a joke. Well, didn't have to go through the lawsuit. Um, which I wonder if that just was enough to convince the NCAA. They're like, well, they're going to sue us anyway, so let's just skip a step. Just go ahead and let them play. Another texter says, wow, apparently Roush doesn't have a problem naming some folks. So- sorry, Cameron. <laughs> Did you see Caitlin Clark uh, run into a fan? After the Ohio State-Iowa game, Scoots, did you see that? I don't know if she ran into the fan or if the fan ran into her. I watched that five or six times looking for somebody at fault in that situation. But I I don't think there was any fault. But what it comes down to is we've got to make a rule change, right? I mean, you have to let the team get off the floor before you storm the court. Think back to the – I was telling Gil this last night. If you think back to the Indiana-Kentucky game, Indiana-Kentucky are still playing every single year to this day if Indiana just lets Kentucky get off the floor and you, you avoid all that happened that day that made everybody all mad. Same thing here. I mean, you've got to let the players get off the floor. That's all there is to it. We've got, we've got to come up with a rule of some sort. Excuse so do you know how, do you know what a court storming is? Yes, yeah, but there, right. there has to be some precautions taken that, I mean, cause luckily I don't think Caitlin Clark's hurt or anything, but that could have been a very yeah. bad situation. There, there's okay, got to so be something enacted where we get the players and teams off the court. There's, there's already a rule about no court storming. Like that. that I'm, I'm, I like court stormings. That's fine, but we've got to take the player and team safety aspect well, into it. So I'm glad you brought up the point though, because I just pointed out on Twitter that there was zero human self awareness there, and it was about both. Like Caitlin Clark's running with her head down. Like, lady, I, I know I, you're I not got... using court stormings, but like. It was a two-way street. Like, you kind of have to have your head on a swivel. Neither of them did. But the other – the one that was – like, ultimately what it comes down to, Scoots, is there's always going to be idiots on the court. And we saw that later in the day when the Tulane guy pushed uh, – who, who did they beat? They just, but the guy, like, came up and pushed another player was, in the was back. Was it Memphis? Yeah, I think it was Memphis. That, that sounds right. He came up, like, pushed the guy in the back. It was a light shove, but it was also, like, that guy's being an idiot. What the hell? Uh, idiots, like people on the court are going to be stupid. Like that's just, that that's inevitable and I, I don't think it's avoidable. I, I, not to go all like Zapruder film on it. I, I've, I saw a video that like, it, it seems pretty, it looks like Caitlin Clark was looking for contact. Where she, she threw her arms up. So uh, like, you, you see like her like, look up, see that somebody's running her way and then put her head down. And then like, she kind of slows down, you know, before contact, which would be normal if you saw somebody out of the corner of your eye. But yeah, Roush, the, the exaggerated arms up kind of gives her away a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll send you all the video for it. I, and I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if she intentionally wanted this whole thing to happen, but you lose, you're upset that you lost. They're making a huge deal about the win. And then, boom, this happens, and guess what the storyline in the locker room is? It ain't about the loss. It ain't about losing. It's about the superstar getting the wind knocked out of her well, and getting hurt. I just think but that – that, Court storm means are court storm means. You can't really control them. Well, that fan is such a loser, too, because if you're – 
I don't know about you guys, but if I'm in that exact situation and that happens, whether I realize it's Caitlin Clark or not, if I, once I realize it's a player, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go over, hey, you all right? No, my bad. That wasn't intentional. <laughs> but it's, if I realize it's Caitlin Clark, I'm really going to go over, hey, yo, didn't mean that. Y'all good? And then the girl didn't, she like looked back briefly and then was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to celebrate. What an ass. Well, the Ohio State AD apologized. I wouldn't expect that person to be like to go call for a medic. I sent you all the video. You all can watch it. Let me know what you think. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Where are we at here? Uh, we are at the text that says, uh, "Pretty disappointing. Young's man being put on hold because of office politics." Mitch Barnhart could fix this if he wanted to. Really unfair to Z. Well, he got to play. Uh, Tom Sawyer Park is about as a flat as a park as there could be. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was trying to think of like where the hill was. Um, could, yeah. Couldn't really think of it. We didn't go sledding, anyways, though. It wasn't the best snow. It was very wet snow. Not, not. Oh, opposite, wet. powdery. It wasn't wet. It was super wet. Very wet snow. Wait, wait no, it wasn't. What do you? You couldn't like you couldn't put you couldn't pack it together without it just like melting. That, that no wet snow. It will stick together. I think we're just using you're just we're just using different adjectives here. It was powdery. It would like fall apart and blow away in the wind. Like oh yeah, I consider like powdery snow the one that is good for skiing on and good for putting together because it, it can compact so well. Wet oh, snow I consider obviously. like liquid and loose, and it's just you put it together and it just kind of starts melting instantly. We are saying the same. We we agree about the snow quality. We're just using mm-hmm. different words to describe so, it. Uh, let's get a snow buff to tell us which one is correct. Not the best snow to play in, though. We would both agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we I made it about 15 minutes outside with both boys before the little one was, like, tired, uh, cold and wet, you know. Uh, but once he went down for a nap, went back outside and got, got Duke to help me shovel, and we did the sledding thing for, you know, a little bit before it got too cold, and that was he, – he had a ball. He had a ball. Uh, it's the best. All right, we're going to take our last break, come back. I'm heading out, and then these boys are going to take care of the Thornton's text line for you. They'll tell you about Shady Rays. They'll tell you about Saucerita's, all that fun stuff. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, I'll be back tomorrow to preview Cats and Gamecocks, but we have a lot of fun texts on the Thornton's text line about UK's win over Georgia, so don't go anywhere. These boys, you're in good hands with them. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Taylor. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I feel like people treat Kentucky basketball as like the firstborn that just is never going to be good enough. Second and born Kentucky, overachiever. And then Kentucky football is like the baby. And oh. it's just like, oh my gosh, you tied your shoes. With Walker and Roush. And Kentucky basketball this past season just got caught with like a little baggie of weed in their car. And now people are just like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the house. <laughs> You're going to jail, buddy. You have lost it. And then Kentucky football has a few good commitments. And it's just like, all right, Ohio State, Alabama. Here we are. Let's go back here. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. Justin Kalen. Roll Call. Here, wrapping up the show with you where it's cold outside, but the queso is warm. 
The salsa is spicy, and the chips are wildly addictive at Salsa Rita's. Devil the app before you go. You might have a bunch of rewards bucks in there for you. Scoots, he found out he had a free meal when he stopped in at either one of their two locations. And the Middletown one has a drive-thru. That's an easy breezy in and out. And then uh, got one convenient located Hubbard's Lane right there in St. Matthews. If you haven't tried Salsa Rita's, what are you doing? It's amazing. It's delicious. It's fantastic. It's Salsarita's deliciously different. Scooter Dingus. I nicked it out. It's good. Did you did you go play in the snow today? No. Heck no. I hate the snow. Hate the snow. You didn't not, not even a bit. Was it at least no. warm in your uh, midway gymnasium? It was, yes. Very, very warm. We we got through the weekend. Um, surprising win for the men. The women fell. I, I thought it was going to be the opposite, but no, it, it was a fun, fun weekend, fun game, um, fun doubleheader. I'm now I'm done. I I don't I get the next two Saturdays off, so oh. that's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Scootsy. What the splitey platy Saturday? That's Is that what's gonna yeah. We're we're gonna have to do something. I'm, I might even go out. You know, I haven't. I was, I was telling you last week. I don't know when my last off day was, so might have to go out this weekend. What would going out consist of? Uh, going to a bar and having three, four beers and going back yeah. home. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Might have to make uh, it I happen. Might even, I might even be up for uh, quote unquote going out. Uh, but it, it it is it's cold outside, so everybody's huddled up inside watching basketball, watching uh, football. Now only three football games left in the season. It makes me sad, but it was a. Uh, it was fun this weekend. I did mention that high school game. Just good to get it. Uh, the high school game's nice. Like, only about, like, 90 minutes, you know? And mm-hmm. if it's a good, you know, it, it's one thing if it's if it's bad quality, but when you're watching good teams play, that's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so, well, especially uh, coming off of football season, when you get to high school basketball season, it's like, whoa, these games are half the time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. Uh, and you know, it's it's getting to the uh, teeth cutting time. Uh, tournament postseason's only a couple of weeks away, mm-hmm. so um, things are revving up. Uh, let's get to some more text on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Scoots, we had a couple of grab and goes that yeah. the sports talker missed. I'll so, take them. Why don't you? Hit, okay. Yeah, Mook Mook's, hit Mook texts in. He says, "TJ, happy birthday." Wait, today is not your birthday? Weird. I thought we had the same birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mook. That's just fishing for a happy birthday there. Uh, classic, classic office bit, too. <laughs> um, so, well played, Mook. Well played. Hope you have a wonderful birthday. Uh, hope hope the wife and kid treat you, treat you real well today. J- John and Lake Forest also text in, says, Morning, fellas, and my 39 years old. On this rock, this UK offense is the best these eyes have ever seen. Some say 96, but a large portion of their points came from defensive takeaways. This UK offense is the best in the last 40 years. It's something special. Also, shout out to my brother, Belo. Had his first child, a boy, this morning at 4.45 a.m. Welcome to the world, Charles Lockhart. Um, I wonder if, uh, like, I wonder that he said, my brother, Belo. It's um, <laughs> pretty good. Um, here's something that's crazy about the Kentucky offense. People talk about how fast they play. How many, how many transition points do you think they scored on Saturday scoots? 
Um, 28. Eight. Wow, that's it? <laughs> they only scored eight. Now, I wonder how many uh, – because does Reeves' three count as a transition three? I would say It felt so. like it. Yeah. I, I would think so, but the – my point is, is they don't, and I think John's correct in that uh, part of their high flying offense was just pressing and getting a bunch of easy layups. That's how they scored, you know, whatever, 130, whatever it was against LSU in that game, because it was just easy layups off of points off turnover, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't get as many of those. They had 15 points off turnover um, the other night, um, but a lot of it is just. It's it's crazy just the level at which they're executing. Sixty two percent field goal percentage. I mean, that, uh, there's got to be a Corey Price stat about that, right? I mean, it's just unreal the clip that they're playing at right now. Yeah, it's it's been a who's lot of the, fun. Who's who's the the last uh, grab and go texture? Uh, the last one is local John. So back to back John's here. He says, "Good morning, everyone. Keep your heads up, KRC crew. Your favorite NFL teams always have next year." If you are not checking out the Dash Clips post-game show with TJ, you should be. It is awesome, and so is Big Z and the entire Cats roster. On a side note, I cannot seem to find single baseball tickets for the Cats and their home opener. Do you all know where I should be looking? Well, got to go talk to you later. Then he comes back and says, John here again. I want to see my Chiefs keep winning, but agree with what TJ is throwing down with the entire script idea. Well, got to go talk to you later. John, just wait till the baseball season's here, and then you can find a ticket. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to to get that. They're they're going to be there. You, you don't have to worry about seats. missing out a sellout. Yeah, it's going to be forty degrees. It's going to be freezing cold. Which, huh, very yeah, not great, not great. Um, yeah, I I'm disappointed we don't have any Corey's price stats on. Being sixty-two percent field goal percent. Well, that's come on. It's got to be something up there, Corey. But he was at the game. I'm sure he had a great time. I'm sure he'll be telling stories about that event when he joins us for Trivia Thursday. We're back on the Tuesday Saturday scheduled this week. Um, so it, it's going to going to feel more routine. Glad we're on that. I, the Wednesday, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, Hey, the Kentucky women team, they got a they got a win on Sunday. Wow. That was nice. Ended a four-game losing streak. Uh, they did the thing to Scoots where they were up by nine with two minutes left, and then it was tied with one minute left. No. So that was not good. They must have watched the men on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was – so like, that game was close, and it wasn't in hand, whereas, like, Kentucky men were just beating the crap out of them. Uh, but the Cats – now the number one scoring team in all of college basketball. Um, let's see where they're ranked at Ken Palm efficiency because I'm sure it's got to be uh, 16th overall, number six on offense, 59th on defense. So, yeah, pretty pretty good. They, it's the third time this season they've shot better than 60% in the game. It's crazy. That Absolutely crazy. crazy what Kentucky's doing uh, statistically. Uh, I want to say it's their um, not a tenth ninety plus point game of the year. So that's as Corey said too. That's probably going to end up being a record. Well, and as, like was correct. As, as good as the offense has been too, you mentioned fifty ninth in terms of defense, but with 
what, Bradshaw being back, what, maybe a month now. You've had Onyenzo, who's starting to play more. Big Z coming back. That defensive number is going to go up just because of the ability to block shots down low, right? Wouldn't you imagine that getting a lot lower as the season goes along? Oh, yeah. Well, and the other um, the other part of this is that I um, – it's like watching Tennessee football. Their defensive numbers aren't going to be great because of what their offense does. They're giving opponents more possessions. That's true. Right? They, you know, so, I mean, I, I do even think that there is going to be some sort of cap when it comes to just how good they can be with their defensive off, uh, efficiency numbers. They're just – there has to be. That's a good so, point. Um, but, yeah, ha- having the shot blocking back is, is significant. Um, we got some from Nienso, um in the previous games, and Big Z had a couple. Although – Scoots, the first block that Big Z had, that guy just put it right in front of his face. Yeah. What, 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 are you, what, what were you thinking, guy? Did you think you were going to get away with this? I, I had no idea what the hell was going on there. Um, but nevertheless, it, having some rim protection is significant. But I, I don't know if I can excuse the easy layups they were giving in. Uh, under Out-of-bounds plays underneath. They were giving away some bunnies there. It's like, come on. It's not... Let's not do this. They gave up like three or four. Maybe maybe, maybe get better at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, some more texts on the Thornton text line. 502-414-414-1450 is the number. Holy Santa Claus beep. What a freaking play, Z. Uh, somebody did the meme where it's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He puts the glasses on. Or he has the glasses off. It's Jokic. He puts the glasses on, and it's Big Z doing the shoulder shrug. <laughs> By the way, the shoulder shrug was awesome. That was such yeah, a cool we moment. We didn't mention the hat. The next texture brings up the next thing. Big Z coming in and torching Earth and then immediately squirting himself in the face with his <laughs> water bottle. It's my favorite 15-minute stretch. He's talking basketball in a decade. Yeah, like the dude doesn't know the rules, can't figure out the water bottles. Like I really I mean, can't, just, I can't believe we didn't bring that up because that was the one moment – I mean, any of us who have played sports and have used those Gatorade bottles, we know that that can happen if if you squeeze your bottle and you're looking directly down at the cap. So that was one of the moments in the game for me where it was like, I was still kind of questioning, is Big Z even human? Like, is he here from another planet? Because this is wild. And then it shows him on the sidelines and he does that. And I'm like, okay, yep, he's he's a real person. Very relatable. The... um I just love, too, that we we forget that he couldn't practice for, I don't know if it was a month, but he just couldn't eat food because it was just going right through him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he lost 20 pounds because he was just pooping all over the place. So this guy, he's he's very relatable to us older folks, right? Yeah. I just hope that we can avoid general soreness because that that's the one that's the one old man thing that has not happened to him. He's hilarious. And I also appreciate how genuine he is, too, when yeah. he does these interviews. He's just not hiding anything. It's, yeah, no, uh, my bad. Uh, I mean, he said on the flagrant that he kind of gave the guy the elbow because he pushed him on that dunk and he wasn't going to let, you know, it's like Big Z, my man. What just, he's a, he's a real treasure. He, he's going to make what was already a super entertaining team that much more entertaining and not, not even just based off of his play, which I'm sure he'll do that as well. But yeah, based on, 
his attitude, the way he carries himself, just seeing him out on the floor having fun, it it's going to take this team to a whole new level. So my question for you, Scoots, how much of this is sustainable? Because I kept saying it the other night, like, okay, he surely he's going to miss one. You kept waiting for it to run out, and it just didn't. Mm-hmm. So part of me says, well, that was an awesome moment. He's not going to do this all year. What if he does? Well, that's that's the thing about it is Kentucky doesn't need this to be sustainable. They 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 don't need a performance like that from Big Z. Anytime you get something like that, it's just a bonus at this point, and that's that's something really cool. I said it on the post game show that TJ did the other night. Is I already had the opinion that this was the most exciting basketball team to watch in the country, and then you add a guy like that into the fold, and he has a moment like that. I don't know that you have to lean on him to do that in the future, but if he does, each and every time he does that, it's going to be like, whoa, this is awesome. This is so cool for a team that's that was already so fun and entertaining to watch. The The part that I think is really intriguing in all of this is that he's another one of those Rob Reed could just go off at any given moment type players, mm-hmm. which is so much fun to bring off the bench because you're just kind of like – Rolling up the dice, see, see, see who's going to get hot today. That, that's where I think it's exciting. If you look at the minutes breakdown, Bradshaw 21, Anienso 15, Ivicic, Ivicic, excuse me, 16. That feels like a solid distribution of minutes. Yeah. And I, I know there's a, at least one Justin Edwards texter in there. 13 minutes, and he fouled out. So, you know, if you're – Wanting him to get a few few minutes, that that's happening. No, nah, just that wait till a dude comes out back. Cyberbullying affects all of us. Suck it in CAA. I mean, if you're Big Blue Bud, if you're the Rough to No Good podcast, you just have to be walking around like you're Randy Marsh with your you-know-what's in a wheelbarrow, right? You're Vince Merrill walking down the aisle because you, you can take all of the credit in the world for that happening, even if it had nothing to do with it. You deserve all the credit. Cal Perry said, you know what? I heard they got a billboard. That's being aggressive. He thanked the fans. He asked them to show up and be loud. They delivered. That was a great atmosphere Saturday night. So, well done to, to all parties involved. Another texture, Thorne's text line, says, Big DZ. Big <laughs> DZ. I will take the weight of being the field of 68's biggest hater. Don't jump on the train now, bozos. Um, they they were Jeff Goodman was among the many just like wow look at this Kentucky team. A lot of people saying that, a lot of people were saying that uh, on Saturday. Big Z is free. What a debut by the Croatian sensation. Looking forward to seeing him play the rest of the season. He got eligible. Hallelujah. He got eligible. Next texter says anyone Ooh. else disappointed that they made it a game and we didn't cover. I didn't even gamble, and I'm annoyed. Gave up 61 second-half points. Hard to be excited after that showing. Yeah, they scored 27 from the line, but still, why did we stop playing defense the last 10 minutes? Because they're human, and it happens. That's such a a grumpy mindset. Oh, we were up by 25. We only won by 9 or whatever it ended up being. 28. I mean, (laughs) and they were up by 20 for, I mean, 25 minutes. They were up by 20 for almost the entire game. So, yeah, uh, they made – they basically made a 14-point uh, run late. 
So what? Uh, actually, no, it'd be a nod. So they made a twenty-point run, right? But I, yeah, uh, I, I can cares? see being a little annoyed that they gave up sixty-one. But yeah, uh, I, 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 I can't be all the way there, Texture. Big Z might be pushing Bradshaw. If Bradshaw doesn't get more physical. It's true. That's true. Dude is shown jumping up and down, going walk, congratulating the sideline. So what exactly is the situation with him doesn't add up? If you've ever had a lower back issue, um, my biggest problem coming back from when I broke my lower back, yes, did break it, sick brag, um, there is like a, a shockwave aspect to it. And the other part with specifically back spasms, your back is connected to your hamstring. So when you run, that it – Puts a lot of stress on there. So, yeah, that that's the issue, Texture. It's just getting, like, you can easily mess it back up if you try running too quickly. Jumping up and down and getting up and down, that's that's really nothing. So, uh, But they're easing them back into workouts. Uh, so, I, really, what I have circled now is getting him back for the Tennessee game. That's, that's a game where he could be huge um, if he's back healthy. So, that, in my mind, that's... That's the target. That's the end goal is to make sure he's available for that first Tennessee game at Rupp Arena, which is two Saturdays away. Do we ever see um, Jordan Burks again? Probably not, no. I, which, I wouldn't figure. You could see him on the bench if you're wearing your Shady Rays, <laughs> right, Scoots? That's right. Inside. That's what. That's a Roush move, wear, wear sunglasses inside. But yeah, I had you to wear them anywhere though. I had to use my shady rays a lot this weekend because we actually got some sunshine for the first time in forever. So yeah, I had to I had to break oh. them out. Nice to put them back on. Of course, I got them from the Shady Rays website, shadyrays.com. Used my promo code Big X, got my forty percent off. Actually, got two pairs. So yeah, ooh, great purchase. The the sunglasses are net a necessity when it's. The snow's on the ground and yes. the sunshine and it's, I mean, it's blinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I took the dog on a walk Friday. It was a short walk, but once I got going, I was like, man, I could probably, probably do this for a while. Cause it's so fun just to hear your feet kind of crunching in the snow. <laughs> you kind of get going. It's, it's nice. I had, I was rocking my, my shady rays, uh, through it all, through it all. I know it's a long ways away, and we have to get there, but if Kentucky were playing in the national championship, are you hedging your future bet, or are you letting it ride? Oh, I'm letting I, it I ride. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a – I'm not a. that's why you gamble. Do you right? have any cat's a, bets? No. Um, I might oh, Roush, you're missing out. Bet. I mean, you missed out on all the value already. It's just going to keep going down and down and down. I know. I don't like betting national championship bets, though, because, like, well, you can get Final Four for like what did I bet Final Four the other night at like four fifty or five fifty something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll probably do a Final Four, but like national championship, like them winning is enough. And I, I, I did it so much early on that I felt like I just pissed my money away. Mm-hmm. But um, nevertheless, I did have the thought, Scoots, that so they honor the nineteen eighty four team on Saturday, which for the longest time they were the greatest Kentucky basketball team to never win a title. That they, they held that. Uh, they held that honor. I would also, you obviously put the 2015 team in there. You put in Cal's first team, and then you put in the the team that Keith Bogans rolled his ankle in 2004. Those, those are the four best, I think, in the modern era. 75 team. So there, there's five good teams I would put as the five best that never won a title. I, I really want, like this team 
they're so much fun. They 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 need to go to at least the final four. Like I I just I don't because so much of what your so much of how you view a team is based on what happens in March. And this team is so much fun. I can't have a, a bad March run ruin it, especially with the way things have gone as of late in the postseason for Kentucky. Like they they really need a Final Four for me to. They they just deserve it, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I just the the I, I don't want fans to think ill of this team because they they didn't get it done in March, right? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that so much – I mean, it's not like that across the country. So, you all are in rarefied air there, but it is all about March. If, you, if you're if t- you fans of, say, Kentucky, Kansas, well, probably another one, Duke. And and you, it's also the sport. So much of it is – comes – rides on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but that's – that's um, that's that's March Madness. That's why it's Madness, baby. Here's a uh, here's a fun next text. Says Kenny starting Kazan Payne is the ultimate middle finger to the U of L fan base. I just question if Kenny simply lacks brain cells with his post game comments after each game. He has zero common sense. <laughs> I do like the troll job with him starting Zan. It's hilarious. The thing is, is like I mean, I I, I even under I understand playing him more, but it was just you were you were really setting yourself up to be. Crapped on. I, I so I just don't understand the logic behind it. Well, and it's it was one of those things. I don't know if if this trickles down from Kenny down to Zan and the way the players are feeling about him. But at one point in that game, Zan tries to take a charge, right? And I can't remember who the Louisville player was right oh, beside God. him. And the they end up making the bat. Wake Forest makes the basket. And the player that was standing right beside Zan Payne just starts jogging down the floor. Doesn't even help the guy up. Like, what are we doing? Well, see, and um, I think it was Mangus who made the point that they've actually figured out some stuff offensively, but they're the worst defensive team. I mean, they can't guard chairs. Well, they just, they doesn't seem like they like each other. Well, yeah, and that's and that that's how you play. Good defense too. You have to sort of like each other. They're number two forty four in Kim Pomlin defense. Yikes! Big yikes. Number one ninety four overall. So, but you can talk more about that this afternoon with Mike Rutherford. Oh. Who? Hey, but you know what? That's going to be a Lions, Detroit Lions celebration. Trip. Yes, yes. Hopefully, it's so, like two and a half hours of Lions, thirty minutes of Louisville. <laughs> which shout out to those fans. I know that that game was kind of a meat grinder, and it it felt like they were the better team throughout. But the Bucks just. They, they couldn't put them away. They never said die. Uh, they, they hung around quite long enough. So, shout out to Rutherford. Long-suffering Lions fans everywhere. This is this is a week to enjoy two home playoff wins. Enjoy it. Could come to a screeching halt in San Francisco. Oh, here's, here's two really good texts that I think have the right mindset. First one says, I don't really care about the final score or what the numbers say. We were up 96-68 with eight minutes left. Next one says, you can either be a first 33 minutes person or a last seven minutes person. I know what I am. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Well said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, Reed hasn't taken a two in the last three games, only two in the last five. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I think some of that, too, is his just when he gets in the lane, he's looking to pass and create less to, like, finish at the rim. Um, but he's still still banging some threes. Went, went four or five on Saturday. Not just a casual four or five three point shooting performance 
from one Reed Shepard. That Georgia run was the equivalent of our eight-minute TD drive in Athens down three scores in 2021. Yeah, it really is, to, to get the backdoor cover. And Justin Rowland made that point, too, where it's that, that game felt a lot like many of the Georgia football games that we've come up against in recent years. Um, but Cats still won, 105 points scored. It was a lot of fun. We'll, we'll get to the leftovers on the Thorns text line tomorrow and then get you ready for the Cats and the Cox at Colonial Life Arena Tuesday night. Should be a fun one. For her, TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. I'm Nick Roush. This has been Kentucky Roll Call. Roll the Big X. Roll Call.